Hey, Sam Atherton. Hey, Cassidy Sergeant. So here's the deal. This is a show about games, right? So I want to play a quick game. Uh, are you familiar with uh, the game Catchphrase? Is it like Chuck Fuck Mary? <laughs> no, it's not like that at all. That's, that's um, okay, so, then yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. Okay, all right. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to say some words and I'm going to try to get you to say the key phrase, okay? Okay. Are you ready? I'm, I'm going to give us 30 seconds to get this done, okay? Okay. Starting now. Okay, so it's like horny, uh, but like something that like a Brit might say. It's very Austin Powers. Shagadelic, baby. Oh, nope. Uh, uh, do I make you horny? Horny. But, but not horny. <laughs> oh. Another word. It's a it's a man's name. Randy. Okay, next. Uh, when you throw a ball, like really hard in a baseball game. Toss. Randy really Tossford. Hard. I fucking hate this show. Can we cancel ourselves? Welcome everyone to Gone Gold, uh, the goldest podcast on the internet. Randy, what are you, you what are you doing, buddy? What the fuck are you doing, Randy? Apparently, what are you doing? And what are we doing? Millions of dollars from his company. I got a question uh, for the panel, if I may. Sure, of course. I was going to introduce it. Yeah. Um, have you guys? Do you guys know? Have you guys ever met a good Randy? Yeah, Randy. Newman. Randy Johnson, the big unit. Is he the fridge? No, he's the big unit. The fridge is... Uh, O.J. Simpson, of oh. course. That's where you put orange juice. I remember now. Um, <laughs> My name is Cassidy Sargent. I will be your host today. Our normal host, Andrew Street, is on assignment in New Jersey. Joining me is diehard man himself, Sam Atherton. Uh, that's me. Uh, our very own... Mike Pence, Robert Ooh, Mackey. Wow. I don't know. It's... I was really hoping you were going to say our very own Mads Mikkelsen. We could relate to Mads The first name that came to mind, but I no, don't know. you went right for Mike Pence. Fuck me. I don't host the show. Uh, you think Mike Pence is going to be in Death Stranding? And Guigi himself, Elmer Guardado. When, when I thought he was going to introduce me, Robert, and when I heard the M, I was like, damn. He's going to say our, our very own Mexican. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Stuff. We got one. Had a had a heated potting moment, almost. <laughs> I never uh, never met a good Randy. Met two Randys in my life. I thought you were going to say you never met a good something else. I'm glad you went with Randy. <laughs> oh, my Sorry, God. That show's jazz, dude. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. No, well, Randy from my childhood bullied me a lot. And then oh, you got bullied bummer. by a Randy? Yeah. That's unfortunate. But he was, it was fucked up because he was like four years older, so it was real bullying. Mm. Wow, and, damn. Yeah. Uh, and then Randy from my adult life uh, tried to... Uh, tr- was making moves at a girl I was dating at the time. Not my huh. current love of my life, but a previous love of my past life. And... Uh, <laughs> So also a shit, a shit, no good Randy's is my, my thesis statement. No, I also, I know there, there have been three Randy's in my life. Uh, one Randy was a a janitor at my mom's school and he was a civil war reenactment enthusiast. Thought you were going to say civil, civil war. For which side? (laughs) Yeah. Which side? That's, (laughs) you know, I think it could go, it could go either way, Cass. Uh, and then in my high school, there was a teacher named randy smith he was the gym teacher and then there was a student named randy smith but it was a girl r-a-n-d-i same last name wow Mm. and uh so she got some some shit and the gym teacher got fired because he made a racist comment about a girl who was indian do you remember the quote uh so i think she was like indian like indian from india uh-huh. And we were doing um, a dance unit. The only appropriate yeah, unit, by the way. <laughs> no, no, this, no, no, no. So here's the thing. He was like... He didn't know. So, and we were doing like a dance unit in gym class. And he was like, hey, he talked to this girl who was Indian. He was like, hey, can't you do an Indian dance, like a rain dance or something? And he's yeah, he was super racist. He checked all the boxes. Uh, yeah. And so I think he confused her for a Native American. Yes. And uh, then he got fired, I think. He might have been doing some, like, sexual stuff, too. Who knows? Yeah. Probably. Why not? He's the Why not just throw that in? Five gym teacher. Yeah. 
perfect transition if we want to take it but let's take it to. Yeah. I, so i do have some questions about this yeah but give me the lay of the land first give us the persona update so adult life is hard not really it's pretty good but so far there's a lot of fucking <clears throat> i was just bitching to robert about fucking paying taxes on my car what the fuck is that what the fuck you know <laughs> fuck taxes. but one of the fuck taxes fuck taxes at some taxation oh yeah <laughs> But you know what? The best part about the adult life that I'm so open and ready to accept is the ability to come home after work and just fucking say, put up the peace sign to the world and be like, peace out. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm not stressing about other stuff. I'm not worried about homework. So finally, a lot of you probably didn't believe I was going to do it when I've been, I've been saying this for like a year. I said, I'm going to start Persona 5. And guess what, boys? I fucking did it. And not only did I start Persona 5, I checked my save moments ago. I'm at 13 hours in Persona 5. We're making fucking dents. All right? I'm one-tenth through this game. All right? So Persona 5, absolute masterpiece. Holy fucking shit. My history with Persona comes via Cassidy Sargent, who gifted me a PlayStation Vita about a year ago. Uh, I played Persona 4 Golden. Fell in love with it almost immediately. Very shocking and surprisingly. Did not finish it. Got very, 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 very close. Did, did not you? finish it. Yeah. This was one of my questions. Got very where close. did you fizzle out? Okay. okay 72 hours it. was when I fizzled out. Wow. Okay. So I, I made dents. You know, I was mm-hmm. playing for keeps. Absolutely. But, you know, then we hit that last part of, uh, or I guess 2019 in general, where I just didn't play games as much. Um, maybe with Resident Evil 2 is like one of the few exceptions. So, fucking started Persona 5. Comparing it to Persona 4, it's the exact same fucking game. Verbatim. Except, it fixes almost every fucking annoyance I had with 4. Like what? And annoyances I didn't even know I had, right? Okay. So, like, your walking speed. Now you can fucking run. Now you can drive a fucking cat car in the dungeons. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just... There's fast travel to every fucking location. Like, specific locations, not just like, all right, let me fast travel to Shibuya. No, let me fast travel to the fucking burger shop in Shibuya so I can get that fucking protein burger and get my HP up, boy. So So lots of nice quality of life changes. Lots of nice quality of life changes. You can't, like, double up on personas anymore. You used to just be able to stack fucking persona cards like crazy. So you can have, like, you know, 14 of the same one. Now I won't let you do that, and instead you get, like, you can trade it for, like, xp or like items and stuff when you're doing these confrontations the combat is so much faster and smoother and so much more fun uh the writing is pretty consistent like it's so fun and fucking like teen high school bullshit i'll just give away the first boss if that's okay if i may cassidy i won't stop you the game's been out a while spoilers for the first 10 hours of persona 5 (laughs) you uh this is gym teacher And he's just fucking beating the shit out of his fucking volleyball team. Like, to, he's like, it doesn't matter. No one complains because I take him to championship. And then it's like, whoa, okay, that's bad. These kids are bruised up, broken arms. It's all fucked up. And then uh, these girls are like, hey, he's fucking trying to fuck me. And it's like, whoa, all right. Now he, we really got to kill this guy. And then he tells this girl, kill yourself. And then this girl tries to kill herself and jumps off a building. This game is wild, guys. It's so fucking wild. But goddamn, I'm having so much fucking fun. Like, the writing is so funny, so stupid, so silly. But also, like, it has a lot of heart and it, like, really presents itself in, like, such a positive, wholesome way. Like, yeah, fuck these people. Like, fuck bad people. But instead of fucking killing them like you did in Persona 4... Now you're just trying to reform them. You're trying to... Because now this has this whole thief mechanic. So you're trying to sneak into these these uh, dungeons of their souls and hearts and steal a treasure. And the treasure is a physical representation or manifestation, whichever the right word is, of their, you know, uh, dark they, desires. Yeah. Or what They use a different phrase, whatever. They use a different word. But basically that, right? So... This guy, like, you're trying to steal his fucking Olympic medal from his youth because mm-hmm. it's, like, what drives him to want power over all these children mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he's chasing that high. So it's it's just, man, chef's kiss, great game. 
and uh, I cannot wait to play more and more and more. I'm already on. I'm, I'm tracking boss number two right now. It's getting fucking spooky. I got a squad full of boys and girls. Um, no, only one option right now for romancing, but I, I, you know I've played. I played four. I know the squad's gonna get bigger, so um, I'm trying to pace myself. We'll see how this goes. Updates to come. Yeah, I. Uh, so I went when I went to Tokyo of last month, two months ago. Uh, I went to the neighborhood that they're in like uh in i think persona 4 is yongenjaya and in actual tokyo it's sangenjaya and uh it feels the exact fucking same and it's so cool damn damn i man i am so happy with this game i'm I'm sure you can tell by all my shouting no i'm excited Uh, but i'm i'm fucking jazzed dude how do you feel about sort of like the the phantom thief gimmick versus like the like whole midnight channel like murder mystery um, gimmick i like the murder mystery aspect of four a lot and i like the whole tv meme i thought that was really cute and well done um in this game how so context in persona 4 you went into like the it sounds so dumb saying this out you went into the tv like physically into a tv it was a portal into this other world where you were trying to solve this like serial killer murder mystery bullshit. And in four and five, um, these dungeons will be like distorted versions of real places. So for the gym teacher, they it's literally called pervert castle. Um, <laughs> but in reality, it's like the school. Um, so you go up to the school and you use an, the persona app that keeps like appearing mysteriously on your phone to enter the dimension and then go into this building. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So I I like the thief mechanic a lot more because then you're also like when you're in the dungeons, like you don't just, you're not just running away from enemies to avoid combat. Like you have sneaking now. So you can actually avoid them in a cooler, like stylized way. And you can do ambushes to get first attack. Like I, I love the thieving mechanic a lot. I think that's definitely an improvement. Yeah. Sam strong, uh, cast characters. Yeah, man. I mean, probably even stronger, just because they all have like VO and stuff. Sammy, I don't, you, you like these characters? The Persona Four. Yeah, I think. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the Persona Four had voiceover. I think it was just like a little bit more. I think canned. it was less. Mm. And I think it was less. Yeah. Well, it, it was like they would do like highlights, right? So the line yeah. would be like, "Hey, we need to go to the school," you know, blah blah blah, and the line would be like, "Let's go." Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is I it full voice line now? Like ninety percent. Yeah. Okay. It still has some of that, like with some things but not sure. not as much as persona 4 but persona 4 was also a playstation 2 game yeah um and but, the anime yeah. cutscenes are insane in this right sam yeah that's the only like i wish it was more consistent because i think in the game there are like three different like cutscene styles there's like in engine there's like a better looking in engine and then there's full anime and i wish that they would have gone full i wish they would have done two way. yeah i think mm-hmm. that's totally fair mm-hmm. But I'm just happy. Every time the anime one comes on, it's literally like, put the controller down and watch this anime. Like, yeah. goddamn, I'm so happy. This is the only way to consume anime. You should watch JoJo's. Yeah. Persona is actually just JoJo's. What I've gathered from watching Elmer play this game is Persona is just JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I think Persona came first, dude. No, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure definitely <laughs> came first. No, Persona's been around since the 20s. That is just what a JoJo fan would say. Uh, that yeah. is just what a JoJo Typical JoJo fan, It's so dude. true. <laughs> you know, they, they fight with like the physical manifestations of their spirits, their inner souls. They turn the bad it's guys just... into good guys. Yeah. That's a lot, That's so... a lot of things. It's hilarious. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really interested to see your progress to this game, Elmer, because I want to know, best girl, your favorite, just like kind of like your favorite things, um, but it's not fair to ask you now because you're only like yeah. 13 hours. I mean, in. let me tell you what, it's gonna be hard to top Lady On. Like, mm. Lady On is the first girl in your squad, and boy, Google Lady On 34. Why, why 34? Why it's that number? My, it's, just a, it's just a good number. She's a high schooler. Yeah, Elmer's a pervert. Elmer is the boss of the first... He's the first boss of Persona. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 78 of Gone Gold coming to you live from Pervert Castle. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. man. Well, Robbie, uh, Mr. Jojo, you playing anything? 
Yeah, I'm playing uh playing a couple games. Um with Xbox Game Pass coming to PC, uh I've been able to finally try Wolfenstein 2. I think I talked about that in the last episode a little bit. Don't think I'm gonna finish it. Really just not for me. I have some problems with how that game like the core game design philosophy with that game. So I moved over to Metro Exodus instead. And let me tell you, Metro Exodus is, I think, exactly what I've been looking for. This game is a post-apocalyptic Splinter Cell game. And it is not what I was expecting at all. But I am 100% here for it. It is fucking great. It was not reviewed very well. Metro Exodus? I thought it was the best of the uh, series. The best of all three. I don't think that's saying got, much when it comes it to review like scores. It got like an 89 on Metacritic. It scored higher than Wolfenstein. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm blowing smoke on my ass. I think you are. But yeah, <clears> I, I highly recommend uh, giving it a shot because I think hopefully everyone here should have Xbox Game Pass by now. It's a great deal. Fifteen ninety nine. dollars <laughs> Boy, boycott Xbox Game Checks Pass. in the mail. <laughs> yeah, there's $10 <laughs> right in my bank account. Um, yeah, this game, I'm not that far in. I'm only like an hour and a half in maybe. But... The gameplay is the guns feel weighty. You don't move too quickly. There's a huge focus on stealth, which I love. Like you have a little indicator on your wrist to tell you whether you're in like a, a radiation zone or if you're in a light source that like act- makes you illuminated to enemies. Um, and the guns have so much heft in this game. Like every enemy is one to two shots max to kill, which feels very satisfying. And it also works really well because... The, the bullets in this game, if you haven't played a Metro game before, the bullets are your currency, too. When you get to trading posts in the world, that's how you spend your money. So the more shit you buy, the less bullets you have in when you go out into combat, which I think is a super clever mechanic. Um, but, you know, the, the same works uh, for you in the sense that enemies kill you in, like, one to two shots. So every gunfight is very tense. Gunfights happen, like, they're over like that. And it almost kind of, it reminds me a little bit of Siege in the sense that, like, I'm very, very careful when I'm walking around these dank sewers. Um, I'm using, like, every every tool that they make available. Like, they give you trash to make distractions. They give you noisemakers. Uh, you can shoot out the lights if you need to hide your light source. But then you run the risk of, like, alerting them with the sound of a, sh- of a light going out. And that's really what gave me, like, the Splinter Cell vibes. And I... Uh, God, this game just looks great, too. Like, I wish I had the newest NVIDIA cards with uh, ray tracing capabilities, because I hear it makes the game look even better. But even on my my 1080, this game looks amazing. Just to the... close the loop, uh, you got an 83 really? on Open Wow. Quick. Fucking wow. What did it get on Metacritic? Fucking liar. Ugh, Jesus Christ. I said Metacritic. What IGN give it? That's the only yeah, review outlet I listen to. I'll, I'll look. I'll look. Everybody chill. Robert, in the narrative timeline of the Metro franchise, I know you haven't played all of yeah. them, but, like, you can play them, um, like, they're not the same protagonist. Like, time passes, it's right? The sa- like, it's they the are same the same protagonist. protagonist. But this oh, one's okay. story, you don't have to play the other two to understand what's happening right now. It's very straightforward. The premise oh, is okay. basically... You, you open up, you're, you're just on an expedition in the world because, like, your character's motivation is he wants to find a way, he wants to find somewhere on the surface world that is s- capable of sustaining life because he just wants to live on the surface world again. Um, and that's, like, the opening mission is you're just, like, exploring the sewer and looking for, you know, places that are safe. Uh, but as you're exploring, you see a train, like a running train, zoom by you. And then you're just, like, what the fuck? There are people on the surface that are just, like, operating machinery. And so that's kind of, like, the, uh, that's the inciting moment where you're like, well, this is what we're pursuing for the rest of the game. Like, what is the mystery of these people that are still on the surface? And how do we join their society? IGN gave Metro Exodus an 8.5. It is sitting at an 80 Metascore. Really? I thought it was a lot higher. Damn. Damn. I guess, yeah, I guess it's a trash game. Play Days Gone instead. No, you know what? Like, I I, <laughs> I have always wanted to try this series, but um, I just have kind of never gotten around to it. And I remember when they showed this at E3, I thought, I'm definitely going to fucking jump into this. Yeah. Have you like had any bear, experience right? with bugs, though? Because uh, I no. did hear a lot about bugs around launch. Not yet. Maybe that was just the Epic Game Store, and that's one of the reasons I didn't want to play it is because I just I don't want to support that marketplace. But now that it's on Xbox Game Pass for fifteen ninety nine a month, uh, I'm totally down to play it. How much? It's fifteen ninety nine a month, and you get Xbox Live, 
you get uh, Xbox Game Pass for the Xbox consoles, and you get Xbox Game Pass on PC. And Do what's think the coupon good... code if they yeah, want? Is a that discount? a good deal? Uh, there's no coupon code. It's just a dollar for your first month. No coupon code required. One low price. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. That's Would incredible. Would you call it a good deal? It's a great deal. You know, speaking of Xbox Game Pass, mm-hmm. I've been playing a game thanks to Xbox Game Pass. I found my next favorite game on Xbox Game wow. Pass. Wow. I know. I know you did, baby. <laughs> uh, so I downloaded Prey. Nice. Hell yeah. Uh, which I've been, uh, that's another game that I've been like fucking meaning to get to forever. Um, I'm only maybe two hours in, but it's it's pretty cool so far. It is, you know, uh, uh, sort of like an immersive sim, right? I think that's the, the name for those kinds of games. Mm-hmm. You're a sort of first-person combat exploration uh, with some light RPG mechanics. Um, the story is kind of just unfolding, but um, I like the multiple approaches it seems like you can take through the levels. I'm kind of focusing on the hacking side of things, but if I wanted to go more combat or more... Uh, I don't even know what yet, uh, then I could do that. It's cool. I'm definitely going to play more. Now, um, ha- have you ever seen a better title opening sequence in a game very cool that was very right? neat yeah yeah, yeah. um so cool. you want to describe it I don't it's uh it's uh an underappreciated and underused thing uh where they sort of present the name of the game in a in a cool way but you're basically on this big helicopter ride and you're looking out uh the window of the helicopter and there are all of these skyscrapers and high rises and they have like billboards on them and uh, you see, like, the name of the company, and you see the names of, like, the, the houses that helped support it and all of that. And then you get on, like, the landing pad. And I think that the pilot says something to get your attention of, like, oh, you know, here it is up here on the right. And you look over there and, like, in letters, uh, like, made out of, like, the railing of the top of the roof is prey. And you, like, look back for some other reason and it's gone. Man, that's some hot. And that's pretty neat. Diegetic title placement <laughs> there it is there it is yeah uh so it it's cool i haven't gotten that far into it but i will definitely be playing more um what i do want to definitely talk about though, again speaking of xbox game pass and i have more to say about this one is the outer wilds oh man have you played this Robbie? no i downloaded it on your recommendation i pulled up the xbox okay. game pass app on my phone and then i downloaded <laughs> oh, wow. outer wilds directly to my xbox without having to turn it on you know, with Xbox this. Game Pass, you can find your next favorite game from anywhere. Truly. You could be on your computer, you could be on the Xbox, or you could be on the go with your friends. Yeah, take gaming with you everywhere. We you want people to be able PS to play Plus? what they want, where they want, when they want. Yes. You, you want to start Gone Gold 2? So, yeah. The Outer Wilds. Uh, you are, you're like this little spaceman that has a little spacecraft... And you go in a little solar system. It, it's I, so I never got around to No Man's Sky, but it feels like a miniature scale No Man's Sky. You're in a solar system, but it only takes maybe two minutes to get across the entire solar system. And uh, I'm going to spoil the beginning of the game in service of drawing interest to this game. So if you want to know absolutely nothing, mute me for the next minute. You come to find out very quickly that you're t- in sort of a time loop. The day restarts Groundhog Day style. And the game presents itself almost as a mystery where they say, great, here are the launch codes. Go out and do your thing. And you land on a planet and you explore a little bit. And the sun fucking explodes <laughs> in a terrifying moment, honestly, because the background music really starts to rise. Ooh. And this blinding white light embraces you and you fucking die. With no warning. And you wake up and the day starts over. But you keep the information that you found on the planet. Okay. And so it becomes a mystery game where they give you no objectives. There is no like point to the game, um, at least not initially. And you kind of have to determine what's going on on these planets. What is causing this? Is there a way to stop it? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's really neat. And there aren't that many planets, but every planet is so insanely unique. And to to talk about each planet would would do a disservice to people who want to play this game, because that is half the fun is arriving in a place and being like, holy fuck. Um, 
But there is one planet in particular uh, that is a very big green one. And when you go to that planet, let me know. I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. Uh, it's probably top 10 most scared I've ever been in a game. Uh, but that's that's like my own uh, brand of, of fear. It's not like a zombie planet. Anyway, just, it's I very cool. exactly what it is based on what you just told I'm us. I'm certain you can. <laughs> uh, and and maybe, maybe extremely keen listeners will already fucking have figured it out. Uh, but the game is very neat. If you have Xbox Game Pass, uh, no bullshit. Get the, uh, the baloney aside for a moment. You should really download the game and check it out. Um, so, so, like, you said you keep, like, information, right? Yes. So you know what, what you're going to do the next day, kind of. But are you, like progressing or evolving mechanically or keeping items or anything like that are you just the same tool no. set every day it is the same tool set every day but you'll go like okay i'm gonna go to the moon and the moon has a note from someone talking about like this space station out off this planet and so then that gets marked in your little logbook is like that might be something to check out and so then you would go there and you find you know five other pieces of un unconnected information and so then you have a lot of paths and a lot of leads you can kind of go chase down but it's not in service of like any metroidvania mechanics or getting an improved jetpack or anything like that how um, do you interact with like the world around you uh so you uh, you have a spaceship that you can get in and take you from planet to planet but otherwise you are just a little dude in a space suit um with lots of jets so you can jetpack places, you can jump places, you can kind of like crawl up places. Um, you have access to like a little signal scope that can like pick up electrical signals. Um, and you have access to actually kind of a cool thing called a scout launcher um, where you shoot out like a little camera scout and you can shoot it as far as you want and it will illuminate where it's going. And then you can also take screenshots from the perspective of the scout. So if there's a really fucking deep, dark hole, you can shoot your thing down in there and have it take pictures and, like, scout out the area and see if it's safe um, like and then recall it. And that's that's your full tool set. Um, and I'm cool. fairly deep into the game, so I don't think they're going to introduce anything else. Uh, but it's neat. It's neat. And they're little, like, 10, 15-minute chunks. Um, so I think I'm just going to keep kind of plugging away on it as I continue to play other games. I don't know that it would be that fun to sit down and play this game for eight hours at a time. Um, but like do a run here, do a run there, like kind of unravel the mystery thread by thread. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Cannot recommend it highly enough to at least check out. Man, it's super easy to check out too, because as you said, that's on Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> <sighs> Elmer, what else are you playing? Guys, I found my game of the year very, very early. Now, this is not my 2019 game of the year, but it's probably going to be my game of the year that I played in 2019. Mm. It's called Paperclips. Now, anyone he heard of Paperclips? No. Okay. Cassidy, I sent you this link the other day, um, and you're like, oh, it's blocked at work. I can't play it, which is yeah. a tra tragedy because this is the most Cassidy-ass game ever. <laughs> Let me sell Why? you on this motherfucking game. What am I missing in my life? So you open, this game is all just text, and it's a click game. All you're doing is clicking. That's the only way you interact. It's a browser game. I may have played this. Okay. You start with one button. A simple button, and I think it just says paperclip in Times New Roman. Um, and the button just says, well, the title, the, the screen always just says paperclip, right? The button says make paperclip. You click the button, you make a paperclip. And you keep making a paperclip. Click, 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 click. And there's a counter all the time on the top left that keeps track of all the paperclips you've made over time. You found a clicker game. I found the clicker game. The clipper game. So you keep mm. making paperclips until you see at the bottom you ran out of wire. So then it's like, okay, let me uh buy wire with x amount of paper clips but the thing is so there's a paper clip counter at the counter at the top yeah and then immediately once you hit like 10 or something it's like oh now you've unlocked the ability to sell paper clips okay so you can set the price for your paper clips so let's say i set it at 50 cents a paper clip 
there's a selling rate based on how many marketing points you have. You can buy more marketing points. I haven't played this. With all the money you start making by selling these paperclips. So then there's the system where you're like playing the market and it's like, okay, like I got, I can sell them at this price and make money this fast and then put that money towards more wire and more marketing points. And then, okay, like I got a currency going on and you just keep playing that game. And then all of a sudden you unlock like an AI ability and you realize, oh, I'm an AI. I'm, they created me to make paper clips. And I'm getting better and better at autom automated my paperclip process. Mm -hmm. So then you can buy auto clippers, mm -hmm. which create, uh, which set a speed every time you buy, like, you upgrade it. It's a new speed per second. How many paperclips you're making? Now so the you, game's really started. Now it's starting. Then you can buy one, mega once clippers. You, which once you can stop playing the game and the game plays itself, now but you're that's playing. The thing. Every time <laughs> you get to a point where the game starts playing itself you get bored and you're like, Hmm, is this really it? And then they give you just new fucking abilities. Then you get like memory and processing power that you start buying by hitting certain milestones. So the more memory power you have, the more, the more memory you have, the more operation points you can make processing power dictates how fast you fill up the memory slots you have. And then it opens the stock market and your paperclip company is so big that you can just deposit all your money or certain amounts of money at low risk, medium risk, high risk. And then it's, you're just betting you're playing the stock market with all this fucking currency and you're trying to make the right risks. You can leave this just to the side as I do throughout my day at work. And it's like, man, over the last three hours, I fucking quadrupled the money I put into this fucking trust. And I just played the stock market. And then the AI starts getting crazier and crazier. And it's just like, oh, now you have a feature to auto buy wire every time you run out. Oh, now you have this ability to create these drones that'll harvest wire for you. Oh, now you have like, uh, you found a way to brainwash people into really liking your paper clips. <laughs> and eventually you just start doing, it gets goofier and goofier. Where it's like, uh, for X amount of operation points, you have now the ability to purchase the cure for cancer. And since you cured cancer, your marketing points go way up and you get all these trust points, which then let you buy more memory and buy more processing power. So where I am now, right? Like at some point it got really exciting where it's like, oh fuck, I'm making a hundred dollars a second. Yeah, I'm this making is exciting. a thousand paper clips a second. And it's just like right now I'm making six trillion, like in the fucking numbers i can't even fathom paper clips per second but i just solved global warming mm -hmm. now i don't even have to buy wire i'm out in space now harvest because we rent there, this is a hilarious point where it's just like you can't buy wire anymore and it's just like oh shit you ran you've destroyed all the resources on earth i get guess what's next we got to go into fucking space exploration <laughs> So now, right now, I'm in fucking space doing quantum fucking physics and quantum calculations to harvest matter into making like new wire that lets me make fucking paper clips at an ungodly amount, like of like at an ungod ungodly speed. And there's just a million mechanics going on, on the screen. Like all the mechanics I just mentioned aren't on my screen anymore. Like I can't play the stock market anymore because I fucking own the stock market <laughs> so this this game dude it's one of the most legit like i'll be at my desk and i'll just be like laughing i'll be like oh my i can't believe this game is fucking going there and now the ai is starting to like become self-aware and i have a feeling like there's gonna be an end at some point because shit's getting weird where like now i have a, an ability to like I'll send drones out into space to harvest and explore. And there's a counter that says 0.0000000% of the universe explored. <laughs> and I'm like making that higher and higher. And I have these drones now that can auto, that can clone themselves up in space. But every now and then, like you see there's two things, like there's like stats for like how many you're losing just to like space meteors and dust and just getting, and then there's one that says, like, the ones that are just getting drifting away. 
and the ones that are drifting away have now started their own militia to fucking destroy the AI that built them. So now I'm creating fucking combat units to defend my fucking paperclip empire from my rogue sons. Cass, I can see why you couldn't play this at work. (laughs) Yeah, so I couldn't play that one at work, but I could play Cookie Clicker. And I did run that through to its logical conclusion uh, about a month ago. I saw that it came recommended when I was looking at more... I was looking at guides for fucking paperclips. Yeah, Jesus I mean, it, it is, it's less deep than what you're describing as far as the marketing points and all of that. Like, it's really just about the fucking cookies. You make cookies, you spend cookies to buy other shit, like the end. And you, you know, it automates and automates and automates. But it's a fun one, too. Shout out to clickers. Yeah. Clicker games are fun. Yeah, the greatest thing is that this thing, this browser page is all white with just black text and numbers. So, like, it just looks so innocuous it looks so boring but i'm having a fucking rad ass gamer session just like making paper clips i cannot this ga- I, I hope I, I sold you guys on how crazy this fucking game is because it is honestly one of the greatest things i have ever accidentally discovered that is paper clips pa- sam take me back to the glorious days of the super famicom Take me away from all of this pain that I have in the future in 2077. Cassidy, what's the best Indiana Jones movie? Uh, I'm a Raiders of the Lost Ark guy. You're wrong. It's uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Holy Grail. Is that the name of it? Nope. Wait, nope. Raiders of the Lost Crusade. <laughs> nope. Not, not it either. The Last, cru- the last Crusade. Yes. The Last Crusade. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can name, wait, can you name the second one? I just have to know now. Temple of Doom. That one's the best one. Can what's you the name the fourth one? one? Crystal Kingdom. Nope. nope. Close. Crystal Skulls. Close. Almost. Ah, give it to him. Come on. Kingdom oh, of the Crystal Skulls. Oh, fuck me. That movie sucked. No, Can that you name good. the fifth one, though? Uh, yeah. Han Solo's back. So, yeah. Cassidy, the, yes. the plot for Last Crusade is Indiana Jones looks for the Holy Grail. And I recently found my own Holy Grail. I see. That I is see. Super Metroid. For the Super Famicom. And I've been looking for this game for a while. Uh, it's, um, most places it's pretty expensive, like 60 to to $100. What'd you pay? And I paid $18. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's my boy. my boy. American Pickers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so here's the thing. Most games here, I would say all, all of the games that I've bought have only been in Japanese. For the most part. Uh, but Super Fam or for... Uh, Super Metroid gave me the option for English text. So I'm playing this game fully in English and it is fucking good. Accessibility, um, bro. Yeah, it's a uh, you know, I the only other like really like Metroidvania game I've ever played was uh Axiom Verge. Oh yeah, yeah. I think. So this is your first time game. through Super Metroid. Yeah, I've never played it before. Um Very cool. and man, it it's like so spooky. The the soundtrack is so good. The controls may be a little wonky, but I'll give it to it because, you know, I'm playing with a Super Nintendo controller. But, man, like, there's so many, like, fun secrets to find. And, yeah, it's a good game. Turns out Super Metroid is good after all these years. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> I I also recently bought Aladdin for the Super Nintendo. And I had that game when I was a kid. And... Just I as think... good? Just as good as Super so, Metroid? Uh... I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's just as good, but I'm so convinced that, like, none of these games that I played when I, were, when I was a kid were hard. I just sucked at video games. That was all mm. of us, baby. Like, I, I played through Aladdin, and I beat it in maybe two hours. That's being generous. Um, but I was like, fuck, I couldn't get past the third level when I was a kid. I will and... send you ten American dollars if you can beat... If you can find and beat the Lion King on Super Famicom, because I guarantee See, you cannot. I, I, you know, I, I, I also had Lion King when I was a kid, and I got close to beating that one when I was a kid. Um, but that's a good game, and I'm looking for it. I found, okay. I saw one copy, but it was too expensive. I will give you 15 Canadian dollars if you can find hmm. Battletoads on the Super Famicom and beat that. Hmm. Okay, that's fair. Maybe I couldn't do that. 
I have my I have my Battletoads versus Double Dragons if you want to borrow it. I will give you. It's not very good. A Game Pass subscription. Oh, that's fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, using the promo code Robert Becky. <laughs> Yeah. So You're just going to give it to him? Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you. But, That's uh, on the air. Put it in the scrolls, yeah. baby. I've, uh, I've recently been, like, really trying to, like, increase my Super Nintendo library. So that's, like, uh, the new thing that I'm collecting now, I guess. And it feels good. good. Uh, the pain. The pain of collecting. Uh, quick yeah. question. Do the Super Famicom cartridges look different than the Super Nintendo cartridges in America? They are slightly different. Okay. Cool. Don't so, they have, yeah, like, they... round edges? Yeah, they're round. Weird. And there's no... There's, like, a little, like, slot that goes into the the game when you turn the power button on. Oh, uh, okay. So, it, like, you can't, like, yank it out. The but, SNES games yeah. had, like, the little, like, dent front panel in them and i think Mm -hmm. the the famicom is like a little bit more like uh uh, like convex right yeah yeah but uh yeah it's cool robbie you back on your forza bullshit yeah um so there's a new thing that xbox just announced called xbox game pass ultimate Hmm. for 14.99 okay all right (laughs) all right all right all right it doesn't include the dlc so this is actually one way no, this is one way that they are going to make money with this service, is you get the base game for $14.99, plus everything else, uh, but you have to buy the DLC separately. So, I bought the DLC separately. It is discounted with a Game Pass membership, so I saved like $5. Um, but man, it was worth every penny, because this is, I think, like, I... Previously, I think I said, like, Forza Horizon 4 is some of the most fun I've ever had playing a video game. Now, it's... Forza Horizon 4, Lego, like, Speed Champions, whatever it's called. Forza Legos. It's, it is fun first design, and I love it. And it, it's, I love the Lego franchise, especially, like, um, post-Lego movie in 2014. And this, it's really uh, the inspiration that it wears on its sleeve. Like, there is a radio station that they added that just plays the Lonely Island uh, everything is awesome remix <laughs> over and that's over so and that's like the only song i want to listen to when i'm playing this game because it is so much fun like it, it the graphics engine like it looks amazing i think anybody that's played the game knows that but just seeing the detail they put in to like the liga the the serial numbers on the lego blocks of all the cars you get and just like how everything falls apart when you run through it uh god it's just it has such a good sense of humor and so is the whole world Lego or is there like a Lego area? Oh, uh, well, so there's a Lego area that you in the main world, you go to like this airstrip and then you just press a button to teleport into the Lego world. OK. Um, and the thing is, the reason you're racing in this Lego world is you actually get to every race you do, every challenge you complete. Like there's a huge grid of challenges to complete. Every time you complete one, you get more bricks and you can use those bricks to either build cars or build your house. And I'm doing both. And it's very satisfying. It's very cool. And they have all these fun missions where, like, you'll get a Lego version of, like, a Ferrari F40. And then the challenge is, like, beat the real Ferrari F40 with the Lego version. And, uh, yeah. This game is amazing. I have nothing bad to say about this. This is totally worth, like, the $17 I paid for it. Can I come over and play that game? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, you can play it on the Xbox. Because we have Xbox Game Pass. Does it transfer? Even the DLC? Oh, it's just on your account, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, my saves will transfer to the Xbox. The DLC will transfer to the Xbox. Forza Horizon 4 is very good, you guys. It's it's so good. I, it's it's the very good. It's the only good Xbox game ever made. <laughs> now, can we talk about the real Game of the Year 2019? I am never glad to see Andrew Street not on this show. But today, I am glad Andrew Street is not on this show. So we can talk about the motherfucking Game of the Year. Game of every year, boys. Yes. Divinity, Original Sin 2. I I gotta say something before we even get into this. We have a Google Doc where we keep this shit. DOS 2 has been on this doc, and I've been this whole time like, what the fuck is (laughs) it? What the fuck are we about to talk about? And then you hyped that all up, and I was like, I don't know where this is going at all. Is this some Animal Crossing clone? Like, Mm -hmm. what's the Andy Street reference? And uh, I forgot we even fucking played this game, because this game is not a game. It's a fucking lifestyle. Yeah, it is a life. choice. This is a lifestyle choice. 
So the four of us, uh, uh, everyone you hear on this podcast, Robert, myself, Elmer, and Miss Sam, uh, have been playing Call a divinity. Real names. Have uh, 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 Dilk, Dixie, Che, and Keanu uh, have been uh, playing a Divinity Original Sin 2 uh, campaign, which if you're not familiar, it's been described this way, and if the shoe fits, fucking wear it. It is a D&D game. It's basically a D&D campaign run through the computer with a heavier emphasis, I would say, on combat. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you can resolve lots of things through civil interactions, but... We don't. We typically don't, and I think the game, as a video game, is geared a little bit more towards combat, and so I'm totally fine with that. What a a fucking good good game, you guys. Yeah. Like, I am having such a great time. Just like D&D, you can kind of fill out your roles, and it makes sense that there be kind of like a healer support character and kind of like a tankier DPS and people that can do a little bit of bartering and trading and people who are a little bit sneaky and people who can change uh, races at will. Absolutely. Yeah. Every party needs one of those. Um, but man, it's just been like a good time. And I, I know people talk about like every, every game that you play is typically going to be better with your friends and that's cool and that's fine. And that's great. And I know that like we've played apex together and I feel like those are good environments to hang out and kind of talk like, Oh, we're on, PUBG or we're on Siege and we're kind of like talking about movies or talking about our days. When we're in Divinity, we're fucking talking about Divinity and only <laughs> Divinity. And I do sort of appreciate that of, you know, oh, what's our next quest going to be in? Oh, I just, oh, Robbie, I just found this new one for you. <laughs> and just like broing down, man. It is a great fucking time. It is all consuming. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's so smartly paced, too. Because I feel like we've probably played, let's say, I guess, 10 hours among six sessions, right? Of, like, an hour plus each. That's probably about right. Which doesn't add up to 10, but, you know. um, (laughs) I would say it's about 10. Yeah, let's say around that ballpark. But, like, every time we've stopped, there it's not because we want to stop. It's like, okay, like, that's it for tonight. Like, we got to do stuff tomorrow, whatever. And there's always an immediate hook. Like, when we go back in... We're not always sure what we're going to do, and that's just because of the overwhelming amount of options and, and, and things you can do, mm-hmm. but it I feel like there's always something. Like, every time we've gone into combat, someone has something new they're ready to test out. Someone has, like, a new piece of armor, a new weapon, or, like, a new skill, and it's just, like, so smartly paced out, too, because as a group, we're all taking different paths, so you get that, like individual satisfaction of chasing what you want to do but also thinking in a weird like holistic way of like what's wait but like man all right robert's already a necromancer so i probably shouldn't go necromancer and like all right maybe i'll fucking invest my money into this which i do want because yeah i want to turn that fucking bad guy into a chicken (laughs) but like it's just so and it it really it's like anything i'm saying we could just you could just put this on dnd podcast right that is dnd but it, I love how much it leans into it. It's all obviously because it's D&D like RNG based. So the amount of damage you do is going to be like on a fucking computer script that's running. Variable that's scale. Yeah. So it, 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 but none of it feels cheap ever. It always feels, I don't know. It, it's exciting to see what's going to happen when you like, you're like, oh, I'm going to, all right, don't worry guys. I'm about to kill this dude. And then you fucking attack and he's got one health left. You know, it's oh. like, shit, this motherfucker gets another turn. And, God, what a chef's kiss. It, it's it's very deep, too, right? Like, even if you just take combat and you say, okay, well, it's your team of four versus, you know, some enemies. And you have to worry about your positioning, and that includes elevation. That includes how far you have to move to attack. But then you have all of these environmental aspects, right? Are there, like, braziers or torches nearby that I have to worry about fire? Could I use one of my geomancy skills and put some oil down and maybe catch somebody? Uh, I could put some rain down, and that would turn the fire out, and then I can shock that. Like, it is very deep, and your options are... Mini. I, I would. I want to say endless, but they are certainly mini. Yeah, and I think the best part is, uh, you know, I think this really plays into Robert's interest. But you can kill whoever you want. <laughs> yeah. You don't have enough money want. to buy a spell book. Let's kill the. Uh, let's let's kill the doctor. Just take it. Yeah. yeah. It's for the good of the realm. We're the chaotic good party. 
You know, if these people don't want to make the sacrifices to stop the impending apocalypse, we're going to force them to. Yeah. And the coordination that I've seen you guys do. Like, you know, I, I'll i be off uh, in a beach talking to a dog, right? And, as you do. As you do. And then Robert's like, man, Cassidy, this thing is too expensive. But you got thievery. Let me talk to her. Distract her. Mm-hmm. Can you fucking hide in this bush, sneak up on her, and fucking pit pocket her? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I pickpocketed. I got too aggressive with my pickpocketing. Took too much. We're in combat. Sam and I are just fucking charging. Charging <laughs> over to the fucking across town to join combat. And, like... I'm just, coming, Dilk. Yeah, and then, like, accidentally, you know, like, some... You... you you do something crazy within combat that has a big AOE, and now more people are in combat because they're <laughs> mad that you're killing the merchant lady, and it's just like, fuck. and now the whole town square is covered in blood. Yeah, yeah like, and it, and it keeps the blood where it was, which yeah. is a nice detail. Until you um, put the blood inside somebody else to heal them. <laughs> yeah, because Robert has a healing spell where he can heal anyone that's in a blood puddle. He puts the blood, their dirty blood, back into you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited gross. to see what this studio does with Baldur's Gate. Yeah. I know people were hyped when that announcement dropped, and I knew it was a big deal. But I'll be honest, I don't I didn't have a nostalgia for the originals, and I didn't really have a love for Larian Studios. But man, if they just make Divinity Original Sin three with a D and D story and where they can just use the D and D terminology, like I'm gonna lose my damn mind. Let Let's make a date right now to play Baldur's Gate three together. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not yeah. on Google Stadia though. Not, 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 not on Stadia. I can't. And definitely okay. not with Andrew. There, yeah, absolutely not. Um, he's gonna be too busy eating amiibos. But I definitely want to try. So once we beat this campaign, which might not be for a while because this game's fucking massive, I cannot wait to try all the custom campaigns people have made. Because mm. if you didn't know, there's a game master mode in Divinity, which is just dungeon master mode. So you can just create your own campaign. They give you all of the assets that are in the main game. And you, des- you design your own storyline. That's yeah. fucking nuts. Very cool. Man. Yeah. I can't... This game is endless. Mario Maker what? Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God. Mario can Maker just, can what? We just play? Can we just play right now? I mean, have we have we done an hour? Let me uh, see. Let me, let me do the math. <laughs> Probably pretty close. <laughs> Speaking of Mario Maker, so Nintendo uh, announced the other day, if you're playing Mario Maker 2 on handheld mode, you must make the levels using the touchscreen. <laughs> that makes sense. Which I guess does make sense. How is the touchscreen on Switch? In my experience, it is bad, it's but trash. I haven't used it that much. I don't even know if I've played a game that had touchscreen. I always forget the Switch has touchscreen kind of frustrating because i i really only play my switch in handheld i think the only reason i've ever docked it is for jackbox um and so that's how i was planning on playing this game and in my experience the touchscreen hasn't been that great so kind of a bummer that they're not even giving the option um especially when we know all of that functionality is in the game right you can use a controller when it's docked so why can't i use a controller in handheld mode but I mean, shout out to Nintendo. That is very typically them, that they make a 99% excellent game and then 1% fucking baffling backwards just, decision, but that's fine. It's like one of those things where it's just, like, forcing you to use their gimmick, right? But this one isn't even, like... The touchscreen doesn't even feel like a gimmick that the Switch was ever marketed with, you know? Like, it, yeah. it just felt like an extra add-on, like, oh, I, I mean, why not? So, pretty goofy, yeah. but... I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see what happens with Mario Maker 2 in general. Like if the how much the community supports it, if it lives and thrives the way like obviously a little bit plan a little bit crazier with what it like you're allowed to do in that game. But you know, that game fucking sustained itself. That one and the second one like forever. So well, I mean, um, people still love the original Mario Maker, right? And this yeah, is just going to yeah, be that just so much more. Community. Okay. Yeah. Well, then that's good. I mean, it's just yeah. stuck on the Wii U, right? It's a problem, I guess. Yeah. But but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Because I'm not a builder. I love Super Mario World, so that's the only reason I really want to fucking get this game to play some levels. But I don't think it's a day one purchase for me. What about you guys? Oh, yeah. I, I, I think I'm kind of the same way. I, I was talking to Sam before we 
came on here and uh, was thinking about maybe investing in a stylus because maybe I want to jump in and, and build some levels. And I, the more that I think about it, the more I'm not sure I will build, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to play the game because, I mean, you just fucking set me up with 100 Mario and uh, hopefully lock it to Super Mario World. And, like, that's just that tasty, tasty Super Mario World forever. Uh, and I haven't played that game in a while, and to have it on the go on the Switch sounds pretty killer. So You're not selling the Switch. Confirmed? I'm not selling the Switch. Confirmed. I, I told you after E3, after their presentation, knocked me out of the park. I also watched the whole shitload of Treehouse stuff, and uh, some of those games look really neat. So I'm not awesome. selling. So happy for you, dude. Robbie, you getting a stylus? Uh, probably not. I don't honestly don't even know if I'm gonna get this game at least right off the bat. If I can get it for a, like a discounted price anywhere, I probably will. But I think I'm in the same boat where I, I don't think I'm gonna be building too many levels. Uh, so I don't think it's worth investing in the stylus. And also, like, this is a full, like, this is like a $60 game, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how comfortable I am yet paying 60 bucks just to play, like, custom-created content. They have a, a full story mode with, I think it's, I think it's 100-plus levels that, oh, Mar- really? or that, excuse me, yeah. that Nintendo made. I almost said that Mario made. Interesting. You guys really gonna not play Super Gone Gold World? I'm gonna play my game, my my plan. I want to make a whole game or a series of levels. That's uh, that's my plan. I, I mean, if you commit to that, I'll buy it. Yeah, I'll get this game when they patch in proper co-op multiplayer. They said that's coming. They did say it's coming. So I know the patch is inevitable, but I think I'm gonna hold off until then. Put it in the scrolls. I think Sam. it's fair. Put it in the fucking scrolls. Yeah, I'll buy it right after Metroid Prime Four. 2023 yeah 2023 <laughs> <clears throat> thanks everyone for listening to another episode of gone gold i think we just about fucking ran out of steam you know but we'll still yeah. be going in 2023 mm-hmm. we're just we just need to fill up we're still uh, going in 2023 we fucked up dude we're still going to be playing divinity in 2023 are you kidding i'll be 35 in 2023 i, think. Yeah, uh, I can't fuck. podcast with a 35 year old <laughs> yeah me either fuck yeah too fucking real dude uh uh my name has been Cassidy Sargent. You can find me online at Sergeant Cass. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Ockpaws. Uh, check out the merch, awkwardpausepod.com backslash merch. We appreciate your support. Thank you, people who have supported us. Uh, and thank you to Ian Prochelle for just being a fucking good boy. We're sending you all the energy today. We all love you very much. Yeah, absolutely. And, Stand uh, up to power. And support your stances, dude, Stand at some taxation. Um, once again, Sam Atherton, where can the good people find you? Catch me on Twitter at Superior Smith. Our very own Mads Mickelson. You can follow Robert me Mackey. on Twitter at Robert Junior Jr. And our very own Mr. Man, Elmer Guardado. You can find me at Elmer Does on Twitter. Um, tweet me your favorite number. It's thirty. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, throw a throw a sympathy follow over to our dearly departed Andrew Street at Street Sweeper. He will probably be back next week. Yeah, uh, we wish him the best in his cross country move. Thanks everyone. We love you. Goodbye. Sorry, Randy. Kevin Coops, I love you. <laughs> <laughs>